She does, she's not, she doesn't owe us perfect days of self-love. That's what it is. She doesn't owe us perfect days of self. That's my, that was my takeaway is like, she reminded us that she doesn't owe us a goddamn thing. And everything she gives us is a gift and a share. You know, you, you don't, you, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, every day it should be like, you're welcome. Like, cause, cause like you said, there's some girls out there and you wish you could have been them who get to see her as an audience. You know what? I am so tired of watching women waste so much energy on their looks. I know. Sometimes it feels like it's the only thing that we know how to talk about. You know what we need to do? We need to change the conversation. Because if we could change what women talk about. And the way that women talk to each other and to themselves, that would change their whole mindset. And changing their mindset could shift their energy and all that energy to change the world. All right, so let's do it. Let's give them something else to talk about. Let's do it. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I want to talk about this pop, this Instagram post that Lizzo did. So first of all, of course, I'd be shocked to think this, but let's just clear that if anybody who's listening doesn't know who Lizzo is, I cannot believe that's possible. But if they don't know who Lizzo is, <laughs> then um, I- <laughs> if you don't know who Lizzo is and you're listening to this, you need to understand that she's one of our sheroes. So that's like a requirement to listen to this. Right, right, forward. Right. You need to go figure her out because it's just not acceptable. So <laughs> and like, like, how would you even know what a podcast is if you don't know what Lizzo is? If you don't know who Lizzo is, you are living in an off the grid world, right? You, you have, have no- to be, I would think. I mean, because in terms of number of people that exposed, like who self-exposed, right? Like right, right. more exposed than her, maybe Beyonce and Kim Kardashian. But like after that, I don't know. So Lizzo is a performer, a singer, a musician, very, very talented. And she's also a flautist. Yeah. How you pronounce it? I think you say flautist. I don't know. This is a person who is classically trained in the flute. Correct. Flautist. I think they should pick a better word. That's not working for me. I don't think it's flutist. I mean, I've never heard that. I don't understand why you would change the flute. So why wouldn't it be flutist? Why would you go all the way to? Oh, you know, that's a that's a rabbit hole. We're not going to go down, is it? We change the way we pronounce words. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah, she's she's amazing on a lot of fronts. Um, but also she is she is a body positivity icon. Let's call that. Uh, she she's definitely not the first person in the body positivity world, but she definitely is a what do you want to call that? A leader, a ringleader. No, that's the wrong word. But she's a leader in it now. Yeah. Right. Right. I just think that I am thirty nine, almost forty, and. I've never come across and I say come across because I haven't met Lizzo, but I have never come across in person or famous any single woman who has more self-love than she does. And I but just, also I, mean, I haven't I, seen a female love themselves that much, you know, have you, that much. Well, I should warn you that I do talk about Lizzo like I know her and that yeah. she's my best friend and oh, that yeah. everything about how she feels and thinks. OK, yeah. so true, <laughs> but. I think she also does it in a realistic way. She doesn't pretend yeah. that she doesn't ever have a bad day or she's yeah. never, she's very real about all of her feelings and emotions about things. But I remember the first time I saw the love hurts, love hurts. No, that's not it. What is it? Oh God. What the name of the song? Darn it. Yeah. Um, anyway, the first time I saw her, it, her music video, mm-hmm. 
and she was dancing around and all of her backup dancers have different sizes, different shapes, mm-hmm. and they're all just bopping around and dancing. And um, I thought, what, what in the, what, how would my life would be different today? It would be different today if I had been exposed to this as a girl. Yeah. Someone happily dancing around, entertaining, and there is, it's not all sexy. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. And it's not just, and it's not, you know what else it is? It's the fast action of it. It's not timid. Yeah, right. It's not like, hey, I'm here and I'm, I'm a plus size and please, no, it's, I am in your face, but not just in your, like, is what you just said. Like, it's not just in your face to be in your face. It's I'm living my life and I'm not going to do it in a curtain. I'm going to do it right here. But that look, like you just said, that looks different ways every day. But that's why we were going to talk about her specifically about. So up until this point, we're about to talk about up until this point, all of her Instagram, all of her stuff. Yes, it's been real, but it's also been um, I don't know what I want to call. It's always been in most people's minds about I'm big and beautiful. Right. Right. The body positivity movement doesn't, it implicitly doesn't include thin people. Right. Right. It's because it's trying to, so, okay, let's, let me keep it in check. So, so she, it was about, we're, we're, we're taping this December 29th. It was about a month ago or so, maybe a little less than that. And she did a post and it said it was on visual. It looked the same. Like it was a picture of her in like a, her underwear or whatever. And she said, I'm doing a juice fast. And I, like many other people, forwarded to friends. I sent it to you and I was just like, I don't get it. Like, like, cause we're all waiting for the joke or the, or the hook or something. And we're just like, she just said, I'm going on a juice fast. Like it was a Monday. Now in our world, 10 years ago, anyway, that would have been completely normal. It'd be like, oh yeah, which one? Let me do it. Come on, let's go. <laughs> How many pounds are we going to lose? But with her, it was just like, she might as well have just written some like Japanese words we didn't understand. Yeah, like she yeah, might as well right, just right, like right. put nonsense there. Cause we're just like, I think she are, called the juice cleanse. Maybe she did, but and here's, here's the reason. First of all, I want to make a note in the, as we were getting ready to record this, I pulled up my phone and I cannot find the post. So she took it down. Oh, so okay. Now that's interesting too. But after she did that, I want to say three to five days went by and then she posted again and she said something of the nature of the juice fast is over and I'm still fat or something like that. That's not right. It said, it said I was fat. And then I had a juice fast and I'm still fat or something, but I'm also beautiful or whatever. And so it's kind of taking you back to the argument. But in between those two posts, the explosion that happened on every single emotional eating coaches website, every single body positive website, every single was just enormous and including her own, like her comments always get like, I mean, she always gets like thousands and thousands of comments. And so, and everybody was confused. Lots of people had hurt feelings about it. Um, I, after being confused and she said what she said, I, I guess for me, it was like, it was a check-in to what you just said about her when you were describing her about, she's always real. And it's like, and this is the danger, right? Of being an influencer and having, you know, it's like people get confused and they think that they kind of own you. They own your weight that whatever you set out to be, they expect you to be that for them. You owe them every day. She doesn't, it's the, the bottom line, she doesn't owe us shit, right? She doesn't right, owe us right, right. anything. And so she is allowed to have, I'm not even gonna call it a bad day. She's allowed to have a different day. She's allowed to feel, you know, however. And so then there were several posts right after that that didn't actually talk about the juice fast, but it did talk about how she was in pain and she was like struggling at the moment. And it's like, 
I'll go back to my first statement, which was I've never met a woman who loved herself that much. So how dare the rest of these women that I have been around and seen a million copies of say anything about Lizzo's bad day? Because her bad day is your best day, usually. So, you know, right, right. She she gets to be however she wants to be because she does. She's not she doesn't owe us perfect days of self-love. That's what it is. She doesn't owe us perfect days of self. That's my that was my takeaway is like she reminded us that she doesn't owe us a goddamn thing. And everything she gives us is a gift and a share. You know, you, you don't. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, every day it should be like, you're welcome. Like, cause, cause like you said, there's some girls out there and you wish you could have been them who get to see her as an audience and man, how that's changing their trajectory right now when they're yeah. turning 10, 11, yeah. 12, 13, it's changing their thoughts or it's actually, I shouldn't even say changing. It might be preventing some change. Right. Well, so my granddaughters, one is that one of them is, um, I, of course I know this, don't I? One is like in the three range and one is um, and this summer when I was watching them this summer during COVID, every single day their treat for being good after lunch was to watch Truth Hurts, not Love Hurts. Oh my gosh. And they wanted to watch the Truth Hurts video where she's dancing in all white, like on a cake during the um yeah. I don't know, BET awards or something. Yeah. And so they, they didn't know her name, but they'd always call her the white girl because she was wearing white, right? Mm-hmm. So after they'd finished lunch and everything, they'd say, what do you guys want to do? Let's watch the white girl. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we put Lizzo on and they would dance and dance and dance, play it again, dance and dance and dance. And after, after a while, I'm like, what do you guys like about her so much? And they said, we just love to watch her dance. And everybody that's dancing in the background, it's kind of like uh, my oldest granddaughter said, it's not like all that, that ah, she had a funny word for it, but what she meant was it wasn't all that um, choreographed. It felt a little bit looser because they're all just kind of, if you've ever seen yeah. this, they're all just I've sort of dancing, right? Mm-hmm. And, but not, neither one of my granddaughters said, we think it's funny because she takes, she gets down to like a, a corset, right? Mm-hmm. We think it's funny because she's almost naked. We think it's funny because she's fat. They n- didn't mention a single thing about how she looked. Mm-hmm. They talked about how she made them feel. Yeah. She, right? She makes us happy. She looks like she's having fun. And because uh, I was a little part of me was afraid that they're going to say, we think it's funny because she's fat, right? They didn't say that at all. And like you said, maybe having her out there, having her music be so great is going to change things for these girls. Yeah. They will forever, I assume, remember watching her and wishing they could be like there. And my one granddaughter, uh, we watched every Lizzo video there was all summer long. I've seen them all. And there, she would just look at her and she would say, she's just so pretty. She's like, how come some people get to be that pretty? And, you know, there was a time where no one would have said that about somebody who wasn't, didn't fit society standards, right? Yeah. She's beautiful. Of course yeah. she's beautiful. But my granddaughter saw that without any kind of filter or bias, you know? And you know what I think? Your granddaughter can't put it into words, but I think that she's actually using the word beautiful in its divine <laughs> definition. She's yeah, looking yes. at someone who is whose soul is beautiful and they're showing it to you. She's through her work, through her music, through her laughter, through her joy of her life. Like she's actually living her life at a level that sadly most women will never get to because they're so busy worried about how they look. And so even though Lizzo, like her whole, you would, you know, at first glance, her whole Instagram, everything is all her. It's her body out there. But in actuality, 
what do you see? You see her light. You know what I mean? And that's what your kids are seeing. That's what I think your grandkids are seeing. They don't have words. They don't have words for, it's like my, my, so my, my sister, when she was like nine years old, maybe no younger than that, like seven years old, we lived in the inner city of Chicago and we had this daycare. We went to preschool and it was owned by a white woman, but then everyone else was black, all the kids, all the teachers, whatever. And my sister was trying to tell my mom that some, one of the teachers she didn't like, and she was trying to describe her, but she wasn't doing a good job. And my sister could not tell the difference between a black and white. Right. Uh And so she told my mom, she said, and I'm listening to the story, trying to help my mom figure out who the teacher is, because I know the teachers. And she's like, she's she's me. She no, she said she's like, well, she's white, mommy. And she's like, but she's describing somebody who would not be this, the owner. And she's like, Miss Gross. She's like, no, mommy. And she goes, Miss Gross is nice. Miss Gross is nice. This woman was mean. So she ha- so she's white. What she was portraying was this dialogue she's heard over the year, her little short life from my parents oh. portrayed white people as evil. And <laughs> so in my sister's <laughs> mind, she, yeah, she thought white meant mean to you. And so me, I was just old enough. And in the city, we grow up really fast. So I was just old enough to have the sarcasm and look at my parents like, look what you did. Because <laughs> I knew who she was talking about by that point, And I knew it wasn't the white lady. And it was right, so right. funny. I was like, but that's because my, you know, my sister didn't have that nonsense, but you know, she didn't have the definitions of color yet. And just like your granddaughter didn't have definitions of beauty. I think they're using the true definition, which is beauty on the inside. You know what I mean? Right. So so the the question is, is it hypocritical of Lizzo to want to do a juice cleanse? And, and the thing is in that Instagram post, she does have a before and after picture and And but she doesn't say she doesn't say I'm doing this to lose weight. She never says no, that. No, and I don't think she looked. I don't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't study. It didn't look like she'd lost weight. I don't know. It's no, not she like says that she way. didn't. No. So the first, oh, okay. so when she says I'm going on juice fast. She just kind of is real simple about it. And then when she says I'm done, she does say, and I'm still fat. Like you know, it didn't do anything. But right. she doesn't get into it. And then later, another post, she says, "Thanks for checking in on me. I'm doing okay," kind of a thing. And I think, to be honest, I really do believe that in the course of those two weeks, she was having some mental health days like we all were having in COVID, you know, but, um, and when you have those, our society tells us to try to take control by dieting and try to, you know, that's one of the main reasons diets are so popular. It's the one thing you can control, right? Let me just control my food. And then, so, you know, something you said the other day in a conversation and I was, I, um, anyway, is that isn't, so the body positivity movement uh, originally started a long time ago to just not discriminate against people who were different body shapes from the normal, right? So just right. not, you know, like teach people to not make fun of somebody if they don't look like everyone else, if they're overweight or they even have a different number of limbs or something. Um, and so it was, it was, and it's sort of, I, I think, it is my opinion, it has morphed into... Wait, wait, s- what was this <laughs> different number of limbs? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the audience can't see you flailing your arms out as if we might have like extra arms and things. What are well, you talking about? Good. You could have three arms. I, I'm sure that's happened. You, you could mean, have one. But you mean possibly like if you have a, a disabled body or able-bodied body, or like just that you don't have the normal. You don't have two arms and two legs. You know, you okay. just have a yeah. different number of limbs, and the norm is two of each, right? You could have. There's an. You know, you could have more than five fingers on each hand. Who knows? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, or so, you could you have know, less. Too. Right. So, so the body positivity movement really started 
to try and just make sure that we didn't make fun of these people and that we, but then it's turned into celebrate, not tolerate, but celebrate all body types. So I just, I, I just would like to ask you, Khadija, is it hypocritical for someone who is in the body positivity movement, in fact, maybe an icon in this movement to want to change the way their body looks? So I want to roll back just a second. Okay. I want to add in some information. So I, well, no, it's not rolling back. I'm going to ask the question, but because so when I started Anonymous Souls, I was really struggling with how, where I was on this whole thing, right? Where is the scale? Because, because I just, I, I wanted to, I, I was, I originally was talking to you, was on the, you know, talking about emotional eating and I stopped and I was like, actually, I don't want to talk about this at all. I don't want to talk about our looks. I want to get women off of talking about our looks. But for me, I think that in order to break something so deep, the deep, the more deeply embedded something is in our culture, the more you got to, it's like a pendulum swing. You got to swing all the way to the left, just get all the way over there and then swing back to before you can swing back to the middle. So when I see some people like Lizzo and a few others, like they're swinging hard to the left to give us all permission to come to the middle. You know what I mean? So if, if we're saying that the hard right is, and you can do left or right, doesn't matter. But if you say the hard right is the dieting, you know, it's never good enough. You have to be this exact same size, only eat 1200 calories, kill yourself, blah, blah, blah. Then they had to swing all the way over to the left to make us come back. And in October, I think, or September of this year, Lizzo was in vogue and she, and I, I made her, so I made her, I have this thing, I do anonymous soul of the month. And every month I honor one person that I think is really embodying the definition of anonymous soul. And I wanted to do her from the jump because I love her, but I was like, wait, but am I, am I doing some kind of message that I'm, that anonymous soul means body positivity and that's not it. But she helped me pick her. I was pick, picking her and then she did something. I was like, that solidified it, which was the article. And she said in the article, she said, I'm so proud to be part of the body positivity movement. But at this point, to me, that's like at this point, the body being body positive is easy. And the next step is body normal, normalty, normalty, normalcy. I forgot the word she used, but, you know, bring it. She's like, I want to make my body seen as normal. It's not special that I love my body. It's that right. my body is right. just normal. All bodies are normal. And so well, that, I mean, that was the best message. And if I take that message and say, okay, so that's what her message is. Then you ask, answering your question, does she have, is it wrong for her to want to go and change it? I mean, I think that it's not, it's not, I don't even know how to say it. it's not wrong. It's just not the, it's never the best use of our energy to try to change the way we look. It's just, it's never the best use of our energy. Right. And yes, I agree. I agree. And the thing I was going to, I am, um, I was going to add is, and you, uh, you sort of almost get, almost said the same thing is even in the body positivity movement, you're still associating a woman with her body. You are exactly you're right. And you're overly talking about it. You're overly, overly so like, talking about it. It was you're still, still saying that look at our bodies, yep. just, just by our bodies. Look at me celebrating my body. There is a um, there are some uh, feminists and scholars who uh, find that the body positivity movement is, of course, they don't think. I mean, they don't. It's they're not judging the people in it, but they're like against that movement because it's still judging women by their bodies. Yes. And can we just stop, like kind of like Liz was saying, can we just like all be normal? Yes. And, um, but I also think, you know, the other thing that I wanted to touch on, which I find very interesting is people think that if you're overweight, you can't be healthy, right? Oh yeah. So then here's my question for you. What is healthy? 
Oh yeah. Okay. So my what- biggest, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh my God. Because it's not true. And it's like, so it's not true. There's so much science and studies done to show that you can be, you know, by, so here's another word that society has taken and decided to define for one person and said, here's healthy. And, and just like, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. Just like we can all have different bodies. We all have different things that mean healthy for us. Your healthy is not my healthy. It can't be. We're, you know, we're made up a different way. So it doesn't matter. I think but personally, the, go ahead. Now I just say my definition of healthy is whatever makes, makes you able to do the things you want to do in your life in that moment. So I don't need to be running 20 miles without stopping unless I'm trying to be a marathon runner. So the marathon runner guy, that that's his definition of health because that's what he wants to do. I personally, I mean, I'm actually saying a fact now, I like to be able to run four miles a day without stopping. That's my personal, that makes me feel great. That's what, so if I can't do that, I want to make changes to make myself do that. And once I can do that, I'm okay. You know what I mean? So I think that it is so hard. You have to do so much work to get outside of associating health with looks because it's so ingrained in your system. You have to know that even if you say it's not, it is. Even if you swear, oh, right. oh I don't do that. I'm only trying to be healthy. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, right. I will call bullshit on that. So because unless you've done the conscious work to separate the two, that's how it's made. That's how it's said. People, so every woman I never met will say, I'm just trying to be healthy. And what they really are saying is don't judge me. So I'm going to say that statement so that you yeah, won't. You right. Know. Like I, I once I once read a celebrity interview um, and the celebrity was saying how she's very thin and people accuse her of being anorexic or following strict diets or something. And she said, look, I mean, look what I had for breakfast today. I had a bagel. I scooped out all the inside and I was <laughs> like, you scooped out the bagel. You threw away the best part. Wait, you know, they used to make them like that, too. They used to sell it. It's called a basil thin or something where they like scooped all the inside out and made this little thin piece of shit toast. That she was Did they fill it with cream cheese at least? Or <laughs> I mean, why would you scoop out the part? Right? Why would you- and how is she using that as her example of normal eating? I ate a bagel this morning after I scooped it all out. And I then she's only I- right. Because then she's only looking at the calories, not the not the quality of the food. Right. right? And so here's the thing. Okay, as, as with my background in mathematics, mm-hmm. um, I'm very aware of the fact that our society loves to quantify things. Yes. And so everybody's got all these numbers attached to them, right? And so when you're in high school and stuff, it's your SAT score, your ACT yep. score, your class rank, your GPA, your this, your that, right? And and those things seem to matter more than if you're a kind person or a nice person, because we can't quantify kindness. Right. And then along comes this BMI. Right. It's a really easy way to kind of quantify your health. They think by comparing your weight to your height. Right. But there are so many people for whom that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and. So, you know, what is health? Health, I think the normal standards for health are all normalized scores of what your heart rate should be, what yep. should your height to weight ratio be, what should your, what else do they look at? Your cholesterol levels and yep. all these your things. Your blood sugar, all these things. All yeah. that. That is all these normalized numbers. And if you fall in all the normal ranges of the normal people, then you, we call you healthy. But like you said, 
if I'm able to go out and run and do whatever I need to do to make myself happy, I can go up and down the stairs a hundred times. I'm I'm out there dancing because I want to dance or not dance. I can want to sit. Right. It's It's specific to what you want to do. I mean, you live on a farm and I don't. So if I have the abilities to do the things you do, they wouldn't be used because I don't have the farm to do them on. So the farm, right. you know, I mean, see like the farm body, the body that is able to do the farm things is completely wasted on me. So why am I trying to achieve that? That sounds right. ridiculous when I say it, but that's exactly what we're all doing when we try to be 120 pounds, no matter how height we are, no how old right. we are, well, no matter what we do for, you know. When they, when they, I don't know who they are, okay? I don't know who came up with the BMI, but did they take into account like black women physique? Does the BMI, you know what I'm saying? It's like- I do, and, and it's not even just just um, women. I mean, it's, you, and I, you and I only talk, talk, care about women, but right. <laughs> yeah, when they when they do the BMI for the for black men as well, it also is skewed is what I was going to say. Like the men yeah. and women get skewed. Right. Yeah, because our, our body makeup is different and it doesn't, in fact, it doesn't factor that in. But I mean, like when I was little, I have always been up until we returned up until we were in our 30s. I have always been 15 to 30 pounds heavier than my sister always. And she was she was normal flies thin. Right. Like never had to worry about it. But I could outrun her every day of the week, any fashion, all the time. I was physically fit more than her, if you will. Like she could she didn't exercise her heart rate, whatever. Like so. But but no one cares. Right. Because that's not what we were taught to. We were taught to be small and slight and, you know, and, and let's get into that. Let's get into that. Like, okay. why, why is, why is, why is slighter and smaller always better? It's like, it's almost like start with the body and then I'll, and then the personality will fit that too. Because what, what society says is that women should be quiet and demure and slight and like, just don't bother people. Like be here don't for take up a lot of space. Don't take up a lot of space. and. This is why we love Lizzo. She takes up all the fucking space <laughs> emotionally, yeah. spiritually. She takes it up. She just is like, and you know what? She teaches you as much space as she takes up. There's still space for you. You know, yeah. so you need to worry about taking up a lot of space. I think that we get taught this scarcity method of like, you know, mentality of like, if you take up too much, you, if you take up too much space, then you're not leaving room for another person. That's a lie. Not only is that not true, but you're actually giving them permission. That's what Lizzo does. She gives us permission to be all the way ourselves. Cause you look at her and you're like, she can do all of that. Well, surely I can go do my little art project over here, stand in front of this crowd and do a speech. Like it just seems so small comparatively. And that's what she's doing. She's swinging all the way left so that you can be yourself. Just come on out. It's okay. You know? I wonder if, um, I always hate the word brave attached to body positivity. Like, you know, you have a woman who doesn't have, she she has more weight on her than normal. Right. And she poses in a bathing suit. Everyone says she's brave. Amy Schumer did a, did a skit on that. And she said, it's a beautiful thin person brave for being in a bathing suit. She said she had on all leather and someone put in a, like she did a leather thing. Cause she said all comedians at some point have to do this all leather thing, which is so ridiculous because they're like sweating on stage and all this. She said, and she put hers on and someone put a comment and said, brave, you're so brave. <laughs> like, it's obviously not OK. So you are so brave to dare to do something so, so insane. That's so insane that somebody, you know, who's not skinny would do this. But, you know, getting back to this health thing, yeah. um, you know, it's still I, I, I know that I, I'm doing I'm overanalyzing something, which is sort of my. Um, my trademark thing, but 
you know, people talk about health a lot. There's a lot of focus on health and wellness journals and wellness journeys and all these things. And then I think, what's, what's what do you like? What do you really mean? What is the point? What is your end game here? And I think a lot of people I ask, they're like, well, I want to live a long time. For what? Well, then they say, I want to live a long time and enjoy that life. And I say, okay, look, I have my two parents and my husband's two parents. The youngest one of them to die was 82. They, I think two out of the three lived into their 90s. My dad died at 89. They all smoked. They all drank. They ate. <laughs> They didn't worry about like how much protein they were eating. They didn't weren't counting up grams of protein a day. They ate when they had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They had a martini at night. They smoked a bunch of cigarettes. They had fun. <laughs> they didn't exercise. You know, you you know, you yeah. that generation, and they all lived into their eighties or nineties and enjoyed it. It wasn't like they were all in wheelchairs for the last twenty years. Yeah, they were up, functioning, walking around. So where do we get this idea that we're going to do better than that? Well. Okay, so I'm so gonna play devil's advocate. Smoke and drink again, right? <laughs> I am. Well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate on that for a minute. I gotta put the smoking part completely out of this conversation because that's a whole other thing. But oh. so so things have changed for us that they didn't have. I mean, we we have progressively since them. If you keep going down the generations, gotten more stagnant in our natural life, which oh, causes true. you to yeah, true. which causes right. you to create weird things like gyms and things like they didn't need a gym to go work out because their life was right. more active. I don't really the need other- to work out. Right. I mean, exactly. I, you're on people, the farm. You're just out there. Like, money to go to gyms to do yeah, it. I'll, doing pay my- I'll pay you. I'll pay right. you. Pick up this hay bale and move it and to the side. Like $50 dollars to do times. You don't have to push the stupid tire. Right? <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, and then also the food, like our, they, they might've eaten whatever they wanted but there weren't as many um, processes and chemicals in their foods now that we now have to ward off against. So our battle for our own health now is like we're, we have to become detectives against all the crap that they put in our food, all in the name in the name of lowering the price and expanding how much we eat. It's 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 right. it's it's a criminal act that's going on with us that we have to fight against. So in my in that particular part of it, it was easier for them to trust what they were eating a little more than us. And you, like your parents, weren't they on farms? Yeah, and I grew up in Amish country on top yeah. of that. So, you know, but you know, you're 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 like they're eating real churn butter and pure this and that. And so yeah, they had high fat and whatever diet, but they didn't have all these weird chemicals that the body doesn't even understand. It's like, what is this, you know? So there's that. But your 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 initial thought is still valid, which is just that this is how I take it. I'm kind of like cuz I used to say the same thing. I used to I switched, right? I went this is my evolution it went from I'm fat. I got a diet to lose weight to, okay, no, I'm just trying to be healthy, which was also a lie. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. And then, and then it was like, no, I, no, then it was like, oh no, I'm really trying to be healthy. But then all of a sudden I was like, but for what to be healthy, to be healthy, that's bullshit. Nobody wants to be healthy just to be healthy. Just to say I'm healthy. It right. has to be that there's a lifestyle I want to live and I can't live it unless I eat, drink, sleep, blah, 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 this way that they have to, that should be the only relationship. And right. if I can get away with whatever I can get away with and still do these things, then great. So I do agree. I've seen, cause I have seen people who lived longer, but painfully. Yes. And I don't want to live like that. So but if I think day. that there's certain activities that are going to cause that for me, then maybe I'll stay away from them. But even more so now I'm on a day to day, week to week, month to month of, you know, 
I, don't eat a sandwich. This is me. Don't eat a sandwich for lunch if you have a meeting at two because bread makes you tired. It's OK to eat bread, but call right. a spade a spade. You be you need a nap. If right. you have time for a nap, great. <laughs> then have a sandwich. But if you right. would like to be awake and alert at this meeting, sandwich doesn't work. That's that's my health right there. Like a cause and relationship reaction. Now, yes, also a little bit long, long a little bit longer term than just the meeting at two. Like, you know, this month felt like I had less, you know, energy to do whatever, or like I have kids, that's their great correlation for health. It's like, okay, I want to be able to run and play with them three hours a day without being tired. That's a lot like that needs blank and trying to figure out what that needs. But guess what? What I'm figuring out the answer to that is, is a trial and error with stuff. It has nothing, it's no, nothing in a book and no doctor and no cholesterol numbers is going to give me that. I got to figure out how much sleep I need and how, what kind of foods to eat to make myself the best energy level I can for that. So it's an energy related conversation right, for me right. that is equal to health. I know last year I was like, okay, I got two years before I turned 40 and I'm going to go get my blood work and I'm going to be the healthiest I can be. I was like, but I was not going to put weight and BMI in that. So for me, it was like, okay, I want my blood sugar, my cholesterol, my blah, 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 because, but you know what was really behind that? It was me wanting to say F you to people who kept saying you had to be thin to be healthy. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to have this panel and I'm going to say, look at that. Bam. Right. Fat and healthy. Screw you. <laughs> right. Right. And so I go, I go get this work and I'm all prepared. And by the way, my background of dieting nutrition has taught me that the numbers that the American doctors give you is actually like, it's like not the best you can do. They say that's just like normal, but normal is two steps from the unhealthy numbers, the numbers that need that make you get on prescriptions and stuff. So there's this whole thing called optimal that like they don't talk about nutritionists talk about it, but doctors don't talk about it. So I was like, I'm going to get to the optimal side so that I never have to worry about all of this. Right. So I go get my test. I'm ready to like sink into this two year plan I'm going to be on. I get my test. All optimal. All optimal. All optimal. Amazing. Yeah. Well, the opposite story. And and this is this is all tying into my original thing about what is healthy and who decides what healthy is. And um, you have me because it's all about me in the end, isn't it? I mean, I really tried for the longest time. To, you know, I was running I still, you know, until I got injured. I'm running, you know, 20 to 30 miles a week and doing all these races and I eat well and I eat well because I live on a farm. You know, I do by anyone's standards, my lifestyle was very healthy. Right. And I mean, how many times have I had cancer? Like, it seems like, yep. right. Yep. And I mean, more than two. That would be three times and in a like 10 year period. Every time it fe- I felt like for a while there, I literally went to my doctor to get uh, uh, what, do they, what do you call the things they put in your shoes to make you like prescription orthotics for my shoes because yeah. I had an issue with my feet, you know, just from running, you know, like I run five miles and my foot would cramp or something. So um, I went to this doctor's podiatrist and he was just for runners. And I remember they took my blood pressure. It was a little bit high. And she said, no, it was low. And she goes, well, you're not nervous. And I'm like, well, why would I be nervous? I'm going to the foot doctor. Like what, what could go wrong today? And he looks at my feet and he says, oh, wow. That's you, you, you have a neurological problem. You're, I mean, I can just tell from looking at your feet, orthotics aren't going to help. Do you like, have you ever been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? I'm like, are you kidding me? I wanted to get like insoles in my shoes and I walked out with like a terminal diagnosis practically. So it does get discouraging to feel like 
that like there is always a linear relationship that if you do these things, then you'll be healthy. Right. And I feel like I am really healthy and I feel like I'm as healthy as I can be. And, uh, right? and they set you up for this, this illusion that if you, if you just do, it's just like the diet. If you just do these things, your life will be fine. Right. If right. you just get healthy, then all these things will be better. And you're like, but no, because I still got cancer. And I just think it's like, just like everything else, it shouldn't get all your energy. So yeah, do what it's going to, what, what, what you have, what history has shown you in your life is going to make you feel better, but then also like, you know, have a full life and, 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 right. and don't spend so much time on it because if, if you're just being healthy to be healthy, you don't have a full life. Like that's yeah, not, and then, but then my doctors who, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if they were just saying this to make me feel better, but, um, you know, they said that, my the fact that I had cancer so often in a short period of time, and they were three totally separate cancers. It wasn't like a recurrence. They asked me if I had a stressful job, hmm. you know, because people don't talk like they, I was doing all the things you're supposed to do to be healthy, right? Exercising, eating well, yep. blah, blah, blah. The stress was going to the spending eight hours a day at a yes. job that was so stressful and made me so crazy. Yeah. So ever since I've left my job, it's been yeah. much better, but it's just the idea of we're all trying to achieve somebody else's idea of what we should be. And it's constantly changing, constantly shifting. And, you know, for a while there, um, uh, blood pressure, like there was blood pressure, tolerable levels of high blood pressure, have been going down and down and down and down. Like by the standards 10 years ago, I have completely normal fine blood pressure. But like these days, my blood pressure is high, you know, and it's just, it just feels like it's getting, getting back to Lizzo. We should wrap it up with a Lizzo comment. Let me, let me say, let me just say some conspiracy theory here too. Okay. Which is just that. yeah, Yeah. It's just that I don't, I just think that the weight loss industry, you know, and diet culture is infused with health and the doctors and that they're all together because it's not a coincidence that every doctor for every ailment will say you need to lose weight. Like it's just their go-to for everything. And it's just not true. It's like, okay, but what about all these people who are quote unquote thin and have all these problems? You know what I mean? And so I, and I just think it's because, you know, I just <laughs> when in doubt, follow the money, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's just like, Right. And as soon as you as soon as you say anything that sounds like you're going to take the train, take everybody off the diet train, the diet culture grabs the words you were using and tur- and uses them for them. So they're very good at taking them and and restructuring them for themselves. So like healthy that so that whole that whole statement. Oh, I'm not trying to look thin. I'm just want to be healthy. That was given to you by diet culture. They took that because they said, oh, wait. This health thing is going to take people away from us. Okay, no, no, we don't want to just make you thin. We want to be healthy. So like now, all the diet, the new diets. I can't say their names, but you know, all the new ones. They're all like, they're all like, this is not a diet. This is a life change. This is for your health and peace of mind. And that they just take all the words that were wholesome words and they've polluted them now. Well, and you know my theory, which I think we should also bring up, is that. A lot of these diets today that are popular are just new ways for people to show off their wealth. Yes. And we should talk about that. I'm going to make a note because we talked, we said we were going to have a whole thing about equity in the, in in beauty culture, because that's a whole thing. But just in case the listeners are wondering what I mean by that, Mm -hmm. I I think about, uh, let's take any diet that has you eliminate entire categories of food. Right. So let's say you don't eat carbs at all. Right. 
I just, all I think about is, do you think there's anybody who's poor? We're talking poor like yeah. I've been. Who's it's not a luxury eating. to not eat carbs. It's a luxury. It is a sign of your wealth that you can only eat organic beef that was massaged by women with white <laughs> gloves on, and you never would touch a potato or a starch, and everything's organic. Because yeah. I have been poor, and I've gone to the grocery store to feed my family and three kids on $100 a week, and you are buying pillowcases filled with the world's worst sugar, sugary cereal yeah. because you, you don't want your kids to be hungry. But, but. And you're, you're absolutely right. But I just I, I still feel like that statement it's it's you're right from. And so the person who can afford it needs to check themselves on their language and their conversation when they right. talk in absolutes. But at the same time, we need to check the food industry, because why is that the case? Why is it that it costs more for me to get the unchemical beef? Right. Right. Than this person, because you jack this thing up with antibiotics to make him bigger to sell more. Like we should be able to tell him to stop doing that. And then we all can have safe meat. Like, you know, but that we've that's got another topic for another, that's another day. topic for another day. But yet another cause that some woman out there could take on, take over on if she focused her energy there instead of in the mirror, you know, in the mirror. All right. So I think the bottom line with Lizzo is she can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. <laughs> and we don't know. That's the other thing. We don't know that she wasn't juicing for health. Or, or maybe she decided that her vocal cords needed a certain like juicing or something for her right. singing to right. be better. Or can I tell you this? I challenge anybody to look at her performance on stage and tell me she's not healthy. Do you see how she runs up and down? I can't do that. Oh, and sings that. with it, sings and does all that dancing with it. And then has the nerve to pick up a flute too. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Get out. It's crazy. All right. Well, what's our tagline? It's for any woman who's listening. We hope that we've made you not change your mind, but we hope we've given you something to talk about with your friends, because we believe that if women would change their mind about a few things, that would change the world. Until next time. Bye. Bye, Mary. Bye. If you're struggling with your relationship with your body, I invite you to check out my audio body love coaching series, Love Her Forever. I take you through a six-step process from body hate to body love. Take a long walk with me in your ear and let's heal your relationship with your body once and for all. Go to anonymoussoul.com forward slash body love for more info. That's anonymoussoul.com forward slash body love.